This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time for the hard-hitting analysis you won't find anywhere else. Here's former Super Bowl winning scout Brian Broaddus and Bobby Belt. 10, 5, victory! Cowboys win! This is Love of the Star. Love of the Star. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by Brian Broaddus. He is a former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan. He is also the pre- and post-game show host of the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network. Uh, Brian, how you doing today, man? Doing well, Robert. Uh, looking forward to, uh, once again, trying to figure out how you go to Lambeau Field and get a victory against a team that's not playing well right now, but you know their quarterback is very capable of playing. How about that? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll be able to dive into some of that. I got two questions, lingering questions for you before we get into Cowboys stuff. Yes, two sir. That I think are very relevant. One, have you fully recovered from uh, the, the flu? Are, are we all back to 100% yet? Are we, are we still like 90, 95? Is it, is it like... I think you, I would say I'm about 92% right now. Because there's still the time when I'll cough and I'm around people. Like I was, at, you know, I was over at the start, you know, doing work with DallasCowboys.com. I coughed one time and like Derek Eagleton looked at me like, bro, where, wh- why are you here? Kind of a thing. It's like, was, I need to get these dividers back yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. And then I coughed today on 105.3, the fan during a break. And everybody looked at me again like that. So I would say I'm about somewhere between 92 and 93% right now. So well, you're, you're at Dorrance Armstrong, Terrell Basham levels. Somewhere, somewhere there. Yes. You're right there. there. Uh, the, the, uh, the second question I got to ask for you, uh, I'm sure we've got a lot of college football fans, which I know you and I were talking earlier this morning. Uh, you're about three weeks out from getting started on on some of this college football tape, which yeah. uh, we'll, we'll be bringing you guys a lot of uh, draft coverage into the offseason and everything else. So we're not going away once the season ends. But your LSU Tigers come out at number seven in the yeah. CFP. You feel uh, You feel pretty good about that? You think that's fair? You got Oregon just ahead of you, Tennessee at five, TCU at four. You feel good about that? Yeah, I there's you know when you when LSU has had a uh, a remarkable season and for for where this program was even last year, you know I think thirty eight uh, scholarship players played in that final Texas Bowl game, uh, you know against Kansas State, and you know it, to the credit to those kids for showing up, but since the national championship year of uh, twenty nineteen. Uh, this team has really, really, really struggled, even struggled to be 500. And what Brian Kelly, his staff has done for LSU, I, I think is incredible. They've used the transfer portal uh, to their advantage with their quarterback. Uh, they've got a, a group of young freshmen that have played very well for them. Uh, you know, heck, even Jason Taylor's 
the old Miami Dolphin, great defensive end. His son Jason Taylor. Yeah, his son caught a uh, you know caught a touchdown and then caught the game winning two point conversion. Beautiful catch on that. On yeah, that this kid is a hell of a player. And so yeah, uh, but this weekend will be the most terrifying weekend for me for a couple reasons. We'll talk about the Green Bay Packers and their game with the Cowboys, but. LSU plays Arkansas, and I've said this about Arkansas before. Arkansas has started off in the top ten. Uh, they're now, you know, an unranked team. They got beat by Liberty last week. Mm-hmm. Liberty's a really good team, you know. If you look at overall where they're ranked, and uh, you know, it's a difficult game. Hugh Freeze is a good coach. I've seen LSU's dreams die in Fayetteville before. You know, I've seen. I've seen this act, and this is a terrifying weekend for me and my teams. And I mean my team being the Dallas Cowboys and my team being the the LSU Tigers. Yeah. Because I couldn't imagine two more difficult places to play against teams that are capable of ruining your year. And that, you know, I, I this is going to be a tough one. Saturday at 11 a.m. in Fayetteville. Uh, you know, I, I it's 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 gonna be tough. And then 325 on Sunday against the Packers, it's gonna be tough. And that's the thing as a as a fan, you you hate the absolute most that everything is going along so well for your teams, and then you have that one game where you should go in there and win and you play poorly and get beat, and then everything is kind of thrown askew. That's the things that bother me the most, especially when I was involved with scouting, you know, just that knowing that Green Bay has lost five straight games and you're sitting there thinking there's no way in hell they're going to lose six straight games. Just not going to happen. But but it could, you know, and and that's 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 the thing that's terrifying. That's the thing that's terrifying. I think it will. I, I don't think it just it could. I think it probably will. Dallas is just a better football team right now. We'll we'll talk about that again here uh, in uh, just a few short minutes. Uh, we got to lead off today because it's still it's the top story I feel like right now outside of just Josh Allen and his elbow issue and us kind of sitting around waiting for that. The Colts moving on from Frank Reich. I feel like right up there with all those stories is just are the Cowboys going to get Odell Beckham? That's that's kind of a national storyline right now. And every day there's new recruitment pitches and new developments. When we last recorded was Monday night. Um, all we had to go on was just the Mike McCarthy answer there. Uh, I hosted on the morning show for 105 Through the Fan with RJ Choppy. I was sitting in for Sean Sharif, and we got the Jerry Jones interview. Uh, and I got to be honest, uh, Brian, I thought I screwed up because – I teed up Jerry. I put the ball on the, the tee ball there. I, I just put it on the tee for him. And I gave him a chance to swing and miss because I had asked him, you know, are, are these rumors about your interest in Odell Beckham true? And, you know, how do you feel about the uh, the receiving core? This is kind of a nervous, panicky thing where I just end up throwing oh, it. It's a good receiver. question. It was a good I question. Soften it. I soften it and I give him an out. But to his credit, he answered both he answered questions. The receiving court and he came back around. Not only that, as Sean Sharif pointed out on the morning show at 105 Through the Fan, we asked him three questions in a row. It's not usual you get three questions in a row on a, on one subject out of Jerry. Jerry will usually tell you, like, come on, guys, I've said what I'm going to say. Let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff. Or, or he'll say, and that's all about I'm going to say on that subject. Yeah, sure. He let us go back to the well, and he was ready to talk. But uh, I want to play this clip real quick. 
from uh, the morning show on Tuesday on 105 Through the Fan when we interviewed Jerry Jones, and, and I asked him that question. I said, you know, is your interest in Odell Beckham legitimate? Is that accurate? And how do you feel about your receiving core? Well, uh, that's a big question. I really like where we are with our receiving core. We've got, uh, uh, of course, uh, Washington coming back, and that's a big uh, – that's big. And uh, we've got Gallup, who is just, uh, in my mind, getting better uh, to at the level that uh, uh, we would expect him to be and uh, uh, improving every day. Uh, and, of course, uh, Lamb, uh, we think, is uh, – uh, everything that we wanted at our number one receiver. I like the way we're uh, pitching the ball, throwing the ball with our tight ends. And uh, I think that's meaningful in this conversation uh, because um, uh, as I see us going forward, uh, that's uh, 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 that could uh, basically dictate uh, just how aggressive we are in free, any type of additions that we have here with our receivers. Uh, on the other hand, Odell is someone that uh, uh, we have all the appreciation in the world for what he is as a competitor uh, and uh, uh, know that uh, uh, the Cowboy star on that uh, helmet, when he puts it on, uh, uh, could look pretty good. That's a, that's a pretty strong statement there, especially at the end. That Cowboys helmet could look pretty good. And uh, the recruitment continued into the evening. You had Micah Parsons taking to Twitter uh, saying, man, OBJ, talk to me. Let's do this. And then when uh, Odell Beckham replied to somebody saying, hey, it's not out of the question I could play for the Kansas City Chiefs, Micah quoted that, said defense wins championships. Don't forget who ended that Super Bowl last year. We're headhunters over here. And then it was Wednesday media availability. We're recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, and the question came up to Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, have you guys talked at all about Odell Beckham in the locker room and, and the potential of adding him? And here's what Zeke had to say. You know, that's something we, we've talked about, you know, here and there. Uh, and, uh, I mean, we know the type of player Odell is, uh, you know. You know how explosive he can be, and uh, you know what it could be for this offense. So I mean, it'd be great to get him down here in Dallas. Uh, just another weapon in the, you know, in our little uh, repertoire. So I mean, hopefully, 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 we get OBJ to Dallas. You got to play with him in the Pro Bowl. What was that like? I don't know. If Pro Bowl really count. <laughs> but I'm saying being around him, his personality, and do you think that he would make a lot of sense in this locker room? No, yeah. I mean, I'm friends with OBJ. Uh, you know, he definitely will fit in this locker room. I don't know if there'd be guys that wouldn't fit in this locker room. We got a good, good group of guys, but he definitely will fit in. Uh, I mean, he's a competitor. Uh, he plays hard and obviously very talented. And um, so I mean, shoot, we want him. We want OBJ. Very direct. We want him. We want OBJ. Strong statement there. Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb will talk on Thursday. We'll bring you those comments. I have to imagine after the head coach, the general manager, the star running back, the star defensive end, their edge rusher, they're all talking about it. I can't imagine Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb will pass on an opportunity to make a comment about it. So the full court press is on. The Cowboys are, are making it. Uh, they're, they're making no bones about it. They want Odell Beckham with the Cowboys. You know, the, we, we talked about this a long time ago, Bobby. You and I have done this show, uh, you know, uh, you know, start a training camp. And I think we've been ahead of a lot of the things that this uh, this team needed to do. And, and they've made some moves and they've adjusted along the way. And, and the one thing that we talked about was the recruitment of Odell Beckham. And, you know, I, I know this from my days at, at LSU 
and what type of player he was there at LSU and how much he appreciated uh, his time there. Uh, you know, his, his family, you know, everything about his situation there, uh, you know, is, was always about, you know, love and, and nurturing and all that stuff. And I know I'm using words that are kind of sappy, but that's what this guy needs to feel. Yeah. And, he, and he wants to feel like you really, really care about him. You know, he, he will put a lot of things aside. If he feels like you really love him, he will go to battle for you always. I mean, that's just the type of player he wants to win. People talk about a diva and all that. No, this guy was one of those guys that he was super, super hard on himself. And when things weren't good, he gets even worse. And you can kind of take him out of his game. There's people that have kind of gotten his head at times, you know, when things haven't gotten because of how much he wants to win. I give the Cowboys absolutely a lot of credit from the owner general manager uh, down to the head coach and the little speech he gave the other day. And now the players in the locker room. And you're right. You're going to see it from Dak tomorrow. And I guarantee you'll see it from CeeDee Lamb. You know, they will they will have a positive uh, uh, approach to potentially adding Odell Beckham. And if he feels like he's really, really wanted, then that's where you'll have the best opportunity for him to sign his name on that contract and you start playing football with him. How much of this discussion about Odell Beckham should be centered around the fact that this guy is 30 years old. He's coming off a, a second ACL surgery. Yeah. Um, you, you don't know what that's going to look like until the doctors can get a, a handle on it. How much of that should be part of this conversation when considering Odell Beckham as a cowboy? Well, we're taping this on Wednesday night and I know I asked, uh, a couple of members of front office about if there's anything set up yet with Odell. And I'm going to do it every day. I'm going to ask every single day. And the, the one day they'll probably say, yeah, we're going to bring him in tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, uh, this is where I think there's teams uh, that are, are going to line up. I, I really do believe there's four teams. I do believe there's the 49ers, the Cowboys, uh you know, I, I believe that maybe Giants. the Giants and the Chiefs could be the other two. The Bills could be involved. I don't know about how strongly that might be. But the, the team I think you kind of need to keep an eye on that Dallas really might have to compete against will be the Giants. I, I, I really do believe that. And so um, that in itself, these, you know, the trainers and doctors around the league that I've talked to, you know, I've reached out. I'm like, what do you think? What's the deal? What's what's your – they go, I go, Brian, we can't tell you if he could play this weekend, next weekend, or five weeks from now. We can't tell you because we haven't seen the knee. We haven't seen the rehab. And, you know, we've had, you know, people like Jay Glazer say he's absolutely ready to go. And then you had Ian Rappaport say it won't be till December. And that's yeah. that's where you're at right now. Because nobody can tell you exactly when he's going to be ready to play. Now, I will say this. He shows up in Dallas. I do know for a fact that Britt Brown will get him ready to play the fastest of anybody in the league. Absolutely. I, I guarantee you that will be the case. Because I've known Britt Brown for 14 years. Uh, I know what he does every day. You hear Mike McCarthy talk about him in the press conference. Him, Jim Maurer, those guys do a hell of a job 
in that training room. And and I think they have that the, the respect of the head coach, they have the respect of the owner, general manager. And so if Odell Beckham really wants to get this thing going the right way, he'll sign with Dallas because the Dallas staff will take care of him and make sure that any any deficiencies that he might have could be brought back to the level of where he was before. One of the things I asked Jerry about was when you're making one of these decisions, how much goes into this, the idea of like, you've got to work a veteran in, you've got to work somebody into a new system and everything like that. And he, he made sure to say, you know, Odell Beckham is, is like a, a long time savvy veteran football player. I'm not concerned about it. I think he no. can hit the ground running. They're doing everything they can. Normally you've got this sort of, the Cowboys have a history of negotiations of trying to knock some value off the car. You know, uh, there's a little dent here. Yeah. Uh, this this was an offender bender at one point. Ooh, I, I don't know. Is you had to replace the brakes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. There's, there's, that's kind yeah. Of, you're, you're we're throwing up potential hurdles to them, and they're going not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. Well, and so to me, yeah. it feels like they are a hundred percent committed to trying to get this done. We've talked before about how committed are you to trying to pursue Von Miller, Bobby Wagner, like people like this, this is different. They want him and they are actively trying to lay the groundwork for, Hey, let's bring you here. And I think everybody from the players to the coaches, to the front office appear to be on board as this guy's the difference maker that can push us over the top. And in a week NFC hell in a week NFL this year, Odell Beckham could be, if you get him for the stretch run, he can absolutely be somebody that pushes them over the top, given how strong they are in every other area. He does something that your other receivers don't do here, and that's go get the football. And I mean go and snatch it. You know, bad ball catcher, big catch radius, all those things that you want to talk about. You look what that guy did last year in the in the final month of the season and the stretch run and the Super Bowl and all that. This guy is a legitimate weapon catching the football. Yep. Third and nine, third and ten, doesn't matter. He is going to catch the ball, and he's going to make something happen. You know, and he's got that kind of fire in him that is contagious for the others around him. You know, they're, they're, he got a Super Bowl ring. He, you know, you could talk about the Cooper Cups and Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald and all that. He went to the Rams and played a legitimate role in that operation and, and was one of the reasons why they were able to have a parade at the end of the year. Yeah, it was great against the 49ers. Before he got hurt against the Bengals, it looked like he might go for 200 yards in that game. Easy, easy, yeah. He was unstoppable in that game. Definitely the type of player that could be a difference maker for an offense that's looking for real standout playmakers. You're listening to The Love of the Star. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Brian, let's turn our focus over now to this Green Bay Packers team and this matchup that the Cowboys have on Sunday. Before we do that, before we jump you know, headlong into that, I do want to say thank you so much to our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star, Boomer Jacks. You know, I've always got Boomer Jacks on the mind, but especially on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. We're recording this on a Wednesday night, and as I've told you guys, that means it's half-price boneless wings night at Boomer Jacks. Last night, it was half-price bone-in wings at Boomer Jacks, but either way, they got you covered. Whether you're a fan of the boneless or the bone-in wings, or, or you're like me and you've become a fan of both, you can get the setup at Boomer Jacks on Tuesday and Wednesday night. And even if it's not a Tuesday or Wednesday night, say it's any of the other nights of the week, Boomer Jacks is the spot you want to be. They've got great food, great drink specials starting at $3, the coldest beer around, wall-to-wall TVs, live music, whatever sort of atmosphere you're looking for, Boomer Jacks has the hookup for you. There are 17 DFW locations, and you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, Packers getting ready to host the Cowboys after dropping several games in a row, just not even looking like the same football team anymore. Um, or, or the same football team that we've known from years past, particularly in the Matt LaFleur era. Uh, but, man, they they are – let's start off with this fact. They are banged up in, in a bad way. They have a ton of injuries. You know, as I was joking in between the, uh, the segments here, the injury report for them today looks like a CBS receipt. They have 17 players on their injury report, including 14 starters. 16 had limited or no participation. Brian, I'm, I'm going to read the names off for you here. We've got David Bakhtiari, Chris Barnes, Devondre Campbell, Mason Crosby, Romeo Dobbs, Rasul Douglas, Rashawn Gary, Shamar Jean Charles, Elton Jenkins, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Aaron Rodgers, John Runyon, Preston Smith, Eric Stokes, Sammy Watkins, and Christian Watson. <sighs> okay, now I can breathe. Uh they are banged up in a bad way. Let's just look at this game from that perspective first before I ask you to jump into your, your scouting report, which you've seen on tape from them. Um, th- this has to be one of the more beaten and bruised football teams in the league right now. And and you got to hope with Dallas playing a more physical style of ball this season that they're able to take advantage of that. Why do I think that everybody that will sh- that you read their name will show up and play on Sunday? Sean Gary won't at least. I know Sean Gary. No, they put him on IR. He will yeah. not play. Um, but yeah, this um, it's an interesting team to watch on tape. And I went back. I caught the the game that was played in London against the Giants at that time. They were three and one. And then I took the Buffalo game and then the Detroit game as we finished up here. And I kind of felt like that they were on a roll in London. And I, I, I said this on a couple of different platforms. I think I might've figured out when this team got broke and it was when it, they fired Mike McCarthy. No, it was when, uh, okay. it's when they had a, <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, there was a, a time in the giants game where they were up, I think it was 17 to three. They get yep. a sack. They get a sack right off the, I mean, literally the first play after they kick off, they get a sack, and Rasul Douglas gets called for defensive holding. 
And it kind of gave the Giants a little bit of like, okay, not, not a sack, but gave them a little momentum. And also they kind of started crawling back into the game, you know. And, you know, it's funny because Randall Cobb was playing in that game and he he had several down the field big plays. The offense was really rolling well. They were running the ball. Aaron Rodgers was, I mean, he was his accuracy, everything like that was 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 good in the game. And then all of a sudden again, that that Douglas defensive holding penalty, from that point on, it's it's been downhill. And I will say this: I'm not trying to be an alarmist here or anything like that. I'm really not. And I'm not trying to be a Packer apologist because I worked there. I, I told you guys I've worked in both organizations. I grew up a Cowboy fan, so you guys all know the story. The thing that terrifies me right now about the Packers is we'll see what happens with Aaron Jones. If Aaron Jones doesn't play in this game, that'll be a huge loss for the Packers. But if he plays him and A.J. Dillon, the one thing that they do really, really well, I think their best running play could be a deficiency for the uh, for the Cowboys or could be a detriment to the Cowboys, and that would be the toss sweep. That, that ball gets to the edge quickly and they get blockers out in front their receivers block well and now they're making you have to get off blocks and then stop it at the point of attack so i you know if 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 you're worried about things that might hurt the cowboys and i know this the packers are going to test you trying to run the football they're going to test you doing that and now i'll say this you stop that run you choke that run now you're getting after. Now they've got all their offensive linemen back. I mean, again, David Bakhtiari kind of goes in and out of games Thank for God. them. Yeah. yeah, and and Zach Tom is number 50. He comes in the game, and they struggle with him in there at times. But that's that's what you got to do because if I'm the Cowboys secondary, I'm watching these Packer receivers, and whether it's you know Watkins, Lazar, whoever it is, Make sure you fight them all the way to the ground with the ball. Fight them all the way. Finish every pass play you can. If you get an opportunity to coverage and they catch it, fight. Fight with them. These guys will put the ball on the ground. They will, they will, they will drop some passes because what happens is they don't always secure the ball. And you can you can you can wrestle with them and get them to drop passes that they should probably catch. And I think that's the frustration right now with Aaron Rodgers. I just don't get the feeling that they really do miss – they miss Devontae Adams because he accounts for like sure. 35% of their receiving yards. Yeah. They don't have somebody that they could – that Rodgers knows that he could throw it to and this guy's going to make – now, Lazar I think is a good player. I, I think he is. But they he just doesn't have the confidence, I think, in this receiving core. And that and that's why I think they're going to try and run the ball. I think that's why they're going to try and test the Cowboys and like say, "Hey, let's see if you're good enough to stop this running game." You know, that field is going to be at, at 325. I've talked about you and I brought this up. Mike McCarthy yeah. brought it up, the slick field. I've experienced this. I've seen it. That field turns a different color. It's got a sheen to it. We talked about that the other day. Mike McCarthy brought it up today. How important it is to have the right shoes. You know, if you're the Cowboys secondary or linebackers and defense line, you're slipping around out there and the Packers are running the ball, this could be a long day that way. 
That's how the Packers, I think, could beat you if you don't handle this running game. And then Rodgers, it turns into he can play action. He can do anything he wants. as long. It's when you get them in long-yarded situations, the Packers have been struggling. You yeah. know, that's been the problem for them. You know, they 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 have a lot of drives. They're, I think they're 31st in the league in drives that result in points. You know, that's that's bad. That's not that's that's Green Bay Pack. That's unheard of for the Green yeah, Bay Pack. Yeah, they're 27th in points per drive, so that's probably pretty yeah. close. So that's you know, I, I to me, this is just this is one of those things you can't give them any hope. Don't let them come in there and run the football on you and make it easy on Aaron Rodgers and these receivers, you know? I mean, just don't don't let that happen in this game. You know, it's funny. You pointed out the Rasul Douglas holding call and, and how that was uh, a little bit of a turning point, you felt like. Leading up to that holding call, they had outscored their opponents 92-72. to 72, Yeah. Uh, up to that point in the season. Since that holding call, they've been outscored 116 to 62. Yeah. Just getting run rough. It, shot. It's, oh. it, it, Bobby, I, I, I'm not trying to, I swear I'm not trying to be an alarmist here. I, I am terrified playing these guys because I, oh, it's, it's all, they it's, got pride. These guys yeah. have some pride. And they still now, have Hall of Fame quarterback that you don't want to like awaken the sleeping giant. No, I mean, I, honestly, I thought this team was going to beat Detroit and be four and five. And then I'm thinking, okay, here's a chance for them to be five and five. You know, this is what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to they're going to save their season in these next two weeks. You know, and I'll tell you what. I mean, it, it's 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 going to be tough. But to me, the Cowboys, the Cowboys are healthy. With you know, okay, we'll see with Zeke. You know, we'll see with Noah Brown and some others. But it seems like it's you know the Cowboys are kind of catching things the right time. But man, you just can't go up there and lay an egg in this game. You can't go up there and just mess around and get beat and get and be sloppy and fall around on that field and all that, you know, and let Aaron Rodgers just kind of dictate things because people have taken the fight to him. Instead yeah. of him taking the fight to you, he's taken, you know, you don't you can't let him take the fight to you. You got to you got to take the fight to him and make him have to, you know, uh, throw to some of these receivers that are you know, they're struggling at times. You mentioned there uh, Ezekiel Elliott and his health. Uh, we did say Ezekiel Elliott talked to the media today. He, he he spoke a little bit about the Packers and about his availability this Sunday. Mike McCarthy sounded a little, you know, concealed on on his thoughts on what is Ezekiel Elliott might be able to do in the two times he's talked this week. Not unlike him to to play it that way. Jerry Jones told us on Tuesday he thought he would be available. Yeah, thought he'd be confident in it. My bigger test is always what does Zeke say? Because Zeke generally will tell us, you know, I'm tough. I'm going to do it. I'm going right. to go out there. When he has told us in the past, I don't know. We'll see. That's usually been a red flag for him yeah. not going out there. That was what yeah. happened against San Francisco, I think, when he had gotten hurt against Pittsburgh. Right. The following week wasn't available. And then uh, leading up to the Chicago game, when he started saying, uh, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Then that's when it's like, okay, that's a little concerning. Well, so how did he sound today? We asked him. Zeke, how's your health? Here's what he said. Feeling good. You know, got some reps from practice. Um, so, yeah, getting it, getting it going. Are you good to go? Or how do you feel about this Saturday? Uh, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Why are you not sure yet? Um, I'm not sure if I'm ready to go. So are you feeling I some need, limitations in your knee? Or? Um, I just need to, uh, you know, get some more reps just to see where I'm at. 
were you able to do more today than before the bye week? Um, yeah, I did, did a lot more before the bye week. I wasn't yeah. didn't practice at all. And today, you know, I got some reps in team. So it was good, good to get out there. Ezekiel Elliott was then asked, hey, is there any urgency for you to get back out there on the field? You know, I say I would say there is urgency. Um, but I think, you know, what's important is just making sure my knee is good and, and ready to go. I think, you know, that's the priority. The priority is, uh, you know, the long run. Um, you know, our plan is to play deep in the playoffs. So the long, the long, the long game is definitely the, the priority. Ryan, does he sound like he's playing, or you think it's genuinely 50 Because my read on that, and look, we'll know more Thursday practice. Yeah. Participation level there is always usually a good indicator of, of if a guy is going to be able to go or not, since that's the the main like prep practice for the game. Uh, but listening to him talk, it still sounds kind of 50 50, doesn't it? Oh, let me tell you something I learned late in the day, though. You know, um, I talked to some folks in the organization. They said, well, let's see how he responds on Thursday. And uh, they hope that he could do more, uh, but he has to be real good, was what I was told. And he also said, next two games come fast. So yeah. that means Minnesota, then the turnaround for the Thanksgiving game. You're going to need him for these games against, you know, I playing against Green Bay, you, you know, you, you'd like to hope. You know, th- I, I keep saying it's going to be a tough game, but – you somehow survived not playing against him or playing with him uh, without him against Green Bay, and then played Minnesota, and then the all important Giants game because those these, these those games come quick, and that's that's what I was told. So if if he if he's not real good, then we're not going to see Ezekiel Elliott play. But, so you think you think this is pretty undetermined right now? Thursday I, is Thursday is a critical day. I think Thursday is a critical day again. I I, I said it says, you know, a guy said to me, he says, let's see how he responds. He'll have to do more tomorrow, which they think he will. He has to be really good. And then again, the final quote. I think that's the money quote. Next two games come fast. So if I asked you to lay down some money, Brian brought us and look into your crystal ball. You thinking Zeke plays against the Packers or no? Uh, with that quote, I would say that he's probably not going to play. You're leaning towards not play, which honestly, three weeks rest, not the worst thing in the world for him. No. He probably he's look, we saw that famous quote. Well, that third probably, game, that third game. Oh, okay. You're talking about the bye. So yeah, the bye. Bears, Bears, bike, yeah, 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 yeah. Three yeah. weeks off. Yeah. Mike McCarthy, you know, it was that famous quote last, uh, last training camp that we all saw on hard knocks where he was like, oh, we, we've run him a lot. Yeah, he, yeah. you know, I, I'd be fine if he didn't touch the ball in training kit. They're, they don't, I, I don't think they want to expose him to any unnecessary usage, especially at this stage of his career. Yeah. Um, he's he's not the guy that he once was in terms of giving the ball 30 times to run for 160 yards. It's just not who he is anymore. Um, and, and that's natural. It's the natural progression of a guy's career. But it's just when you hear him there, it, you hear the uncertainty where he says, oh, I've been able to do a lot more. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better. But we'll see how much I can do. I think you know, he learned. We'll yeah, I think he learned his lesson last year. I yes. think he learned his lesson going out there and playing hurt. I, I didn't think help he, him. That I, didn't don't, help I don't think he wants to do that again. I really don't. No, I can, and you can't blame him. Uh, we talked about a big part of this week will be the return to Green Bay for Mike McCarthy. Uh, and Ezekiel Elliott was asked this question about, you know, hey, is, is it important to go up here and sort of win one for Mike? You know, this is going to be a big game for Mike McCarthy. So talking about the importance of, of winning this game for their head coach. When you spend a lot of time somewhere, uh, every place becomes, comes, you know, become important to you. And, and I can only imagine, uh, you know, what, what the feeling for him is to, 
to go back up there and uh, you know kind of being on the other side and you know I think it's I think it's super important for you know everyone in this locker room to go out there and do everything we can do to get get him get him a win and uh I mean main focus is the Super Bowl but I mean this week we definitely got got to get that win how much of a a factor do you think that is for somebody Brian like for instance the the first time and I, I don't know if you would even remember the specifics of this. Like the first time you guys went into Philadelphia with Reggie White, was there a feeling like, hey, we need to win this game? Like, was there any extra like push or or have you ever run into any instances like that on the teams you've been in where like there was kind of a collective feeling in the organization of like, hey, this is a big return for this guy. Let, let's let's, you know, let's dig a little deeper this week for him. I think it was important for the defense last year to play well in the Atlanta game for Dan Quinn. Yes. I think Dan Quinn really wanted to be he, – he has a lot of great friends in Atlanta. Arthur Blank's probably not one of them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. and yeah. if you talk to Tom Dimitrov, my buddy who was a general manager at the time, Tommy D will tell you, he'll go, listen, we were one half away from winning the Super Bowl and probably all still keeping our jobs. You know, we were going to weather the storm, but things started kind of falling apart. I think it was really important for Dan Quinn and Joe Witt, AD, all those guys. I think it was important for them. All those guys that worked in Atlanta, you want to be, you want to go back. You know, Mike McCarthy, yeah, he wants to go. This is an important game. I mean, look what's going on in the NFC East. You know, I mean, you can't, if you really want to try and win this division, you can't. You can't lose to a three and six Green Bay team. You know, you really can't. So, I mean, these all these games are important, but I, I think let's be honest, I think this game's really important to Aaron Rodgers. Not only to stop the bleeding, but really the amputation, the blood just pouring out of the wound. <laughs> but but the fact that he can walk across the field and you know shake Mike McCarthy's hand and basically say, Yeah, hey, I got you again. You know, I got you, you know, that kind of thing. Because I, I, you know, it's, it's important. The Packers, their, their season very well, this could be the game where, and even guys like Leroy Butler, who was on our team in Green Bay, Leroy Butler, who's up there in Green Bay on the media side of things is saying, Hey, you lose to Dallas this week. You know, it's start, it's time to start playing Jordan Love. Just just play Jordan Love. You know, don't, no need to play Aaron Rodgers anymore. Just play Jordan Love, get the, and you know. So we're pretty close now. I don't know if the Packers would do that, but they, you know, if people up there are talking about it that way, I mean, eh, keep an eye on that. Scary times there uh, in Green Bay for that organization right now. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Brian, it's time for our favorite segment of the show. It is our listener mailbag where we turn things over to our our dear, sweet listeners and let them ask the questions. Before we do that, I need to say thank you one more time to our wonderful partner here at Love of the Star. It's Boomer Jacks. I keep telling you guys about them. It's just because I love them so much. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesdays are the day to go are the days to go to boomer jacks because they have half price wings tuesdays it's half price bone and wings wednesday it's half price boneless wings and the other days of the week they got you set up already because whether you're looking for a good happy hour spot with your coworkers, a great place to go watch the game with your friends or just somewhere to take the family out to dinner boomer jacks is the perfect spot 
Great food, great drink specials starting at $3. Ice cold beer, the coldest beer in the Metroplex. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, live sports. It is the perfect spot. There are 17 DFW locations, and you can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. And, and again, hey, we love it when you guys go and tag us in it. So if you go yeah, out absolutely, Jacks, yeah. If you go to Boomer Jacks, tag us in it. We want to hear about it. If you tag us in it while you're still there and I happen to see it, I'll even like Venmo you for a beer. I'll, I'll buy a drink on me. Uh, so so drop those to us on Twitter, at BobbyBeltTX, at Brian Broadus. Uh, Brian, let's get to some of these questions. We got so many Odell Beckham questions. So I'm going to get to one of them here because that's where the, the majority of the questions came from. Uh, this question from Astute Fanatic, one of our loyal listeners here, Brian. Uh, sorry for the OBJ topic, but one thing you guys haven't covered is do you think him wanting a longer-term deal than the end-of-the-season type deal makes it more or less likely that Dallas signs him? It's a good question. I kind of feel like Odell Beckham needs to prove that he can play to get a longer-term deal. Now, maybe people will bring him in and this knee injury will be completely healed, uh, that they see some progress, that, you know what, this time next year he'll be full, ready to go. I mean, I, I think he'll be ready to go, but... You know, you never know. This is a second knee injury. Uh, he's 30 years old. I, I think that if Odell Beckham was really, really smart, and I think he is because he's an LSU guy, <laughs> uh, I think Odell Beckham owes it to himself to play this season with a contender and show people that he can play, that he can really, that he's back, that he's back to being that guy. Now, he, you know, he, he, he did it last year. He played for cheap last year just because you know, the opportunity probably feels, I don't have to do this again. Look, I want a Super Bowl playing cheap. But if I'm him and there's questions about my ability, I'm going to do my best to get into a team, show show them I can play, be a big part of them in a playoff push, maybe win a Super Bowl again. And then you could probably like name your price from there. If, you know, what you want to do within reason. I don't know if anybody... Maybe somebody will be willing to give him a three-year deal and be creative with it. But I think it's going to be more like somebody saying, hey, you know, the fact that the Cowboys were willing to pay $18 million for, you know, for Cooks, for Brandon Cooks, maybe that tells you maybe they're 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 uh they're more willing to do more of an uh, a more of an extension than maybe some others. But if I'm Beckham, I, I just try and get in and get going as fast as I can and then let things kind of take care of themselves. What if you you come to a, a sort of happy middle ground here um, where it's a prove it, and if you happen to prove it in the final two months, then you're locked in for two years. So the way this would work is you sign him to a three-year deal, the first year obviously prorated, but then you have a a, a – poison pill or whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. You have a little clause in the contract that they put in a lot of their contracts here in Dallas, which says if you are on the roster, the fifth day of the league year into the following off season, your contract, your, your salary for the next year becomes fully guaranteed. Yeah. So you know, there you, you go. That's, that's exactly what yeah. so, so if he plays well enough. The Cowboys have a decision of, there you go. do we choose to keep, if we choose to keep him now, we're ha- we're locked into him for two more years or you just cut him loose and he's already got the guaranteed salary for 2020. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, to me, I think that Adam Pacifica and those guys over in the, at the, in the cap world for the yeah. Cowboys, I think are very creative. 
I, I absolutely love what you just talked about. Maybe playing time, certain incentives trigger a better contract. How about that? Sure, absolutely. I think that's I think that's perfect. Next question here from Jay Crowder, not the basketball player, Brian. Uh, assuming he's made he's a still full- out playing basketball right now. They're, no, so like, maybe does that Jay Crowder. Miami Heat looking to maybe trade for Jay Crowder again. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, down there. Know. Maybe it's the same Jay Crowder. I kind of doubt it. He spells it with a Y instead of an E. Uh, assuming, he's made, assuming he's made a full recovery from his injuries, what role do you see James Washington playing in this offense? Well, if Odell Beckham's here, the role James Washington plays in this offense is eight snaps a game, maybe like like just something where it's like they they need you know a four receiver set similar to the type of role Cedric Wilson played when uh, when they had everybody healthy when they'd have their top three receivers, Wilson would just get in there occasionally with certain packages or. Or, you know, if they're trying to push the ball downfield, he'd be part of a, a quartet of receivers. Um, but but I think that'd be sort of what you'd be looking at if, if you ended up bringing in Odell Beckham. If you don't, he's got a bigger role, I would guess, and he can compete for a bigger role. But that's what it all hinges on. No Beckham full-time receiver. Beckham, they're going to slow play this thing forever. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah, if Beckham comes in here, they will slow play, and they will keep him around and keep things available until until time. You know, until maybe if they have another injury or something like that, but it, it it all depends on whether they get Beckham or not. If he if he's if Beckham's here, I I just they keep extending extending. Uh, oh, the practice time's not right. The weeks don't fall right, and all that, all that. You know, they'll they'll keep they'll keep slow playing him if they get Beckham. Question here, uh, not about a receiver, Brian. Uh, question from Ty Barlin, Hankins. In the game last week equals better run defense, which they did. They were much better on run defense statistically when Hankins was in the game. True. As opposed when he was off. How's his integration into the defense? More reps this week? The question there. And I don't know how you get much more reps. Than how many? 30. He played 30-something reps. How many he played? That 30, 33. And you're not going to play a team that runs the ball as much as Chicago does. So I doubt you get as many reps uh, from him there. But I would I would still imagine he's a big factor in their game plan. They, they seem to like him a good deal. Absolutely. And, you know, you watch him. He did a great job, whether it was single blocks, double blocks. Uh, he handled all that really well. He's a hard guy to move. Uh, you know, we'll see if the Packers uh, can find a way to move this guy. I, I have my doubts that they can. Uh, I've seen him against Buffalo struggle with their inside presence. Uh, so I think that bodes well for the Cowboys. So I keep, yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to play more than 33 snaps, you know, but man, because the Bears ran a lot of damn plays. I mean, they, they ran do. a lot of plays. So I I hope the Packers don't run that many plays. If they run as many plays as the Bears did, the, the Cowboys are going to lose this game. You know, that, that, was, that was probably some good conditioning work, though, for Jonathan Hankins. Yeah, I, I do. I do. Running all those plays. But he, he's done a really nice job. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better start for what he was able to do the other day. Last question here for you, Brian, uh, from Nate Wolf. If Odell Beckham doesn't become a Cowboy, would the season be over if something happened long-term to CeeDee Lamb? Here's the thing. My first inclination, my first instinct is to go, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah. But, but my second, when, when I sit there and I, I, I meditate, it on, meditate on it a little bit and think about it a little bit, I come away and I say, there have been so many times where I said the season is cooked when they've lost. I thought the season was cooked when Tyron went down and then when they lose Dak in week one. So I, I don't know if you could weather your quarterback being out, you can probably weather being without the number one receiver. It's, it'd be difficult. You'd have to adjust the game plan. Um, I, I'm not saying I'd bet on them being awesome, but 
I can't say with certainty it's over because I've thought other bigger injuries would have cooked them and they didn't. You, you said you didn't say their best defensive player was out. So, and I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to jinx you, but that's <laughs> the thing about it is this team is whether Tyron Smith being out, it's whether their quarterback being out for five weeks. If 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 Ceedee Lamb goes out and you know, please don't let that happen. This football team still plays Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Houston. You know, we'll see what happens with the Commanders. You know, he's got the Eagles. I, the, you, you know, Tennessee. You've got games that, like I said, I named three teams right there that you should beat with. You know, with Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and the Texans. That would get you to nine wins. Now kind of figure out how to win two more games, whether it's beat the Giants, the Commanders, Philadelphia, Tennessee, you know, that's that you, you can figure out a way to, to do that without, I think, without CeeDee Lamb. We've got one more show to go for you guys this week. We will preview the Packers game, pick the score, and I don't know. Who knows? Maybe we'll have some Odell Beckham updates. We're all going to be kind of sitting around waiting for this for a little while. Uh, but ultimately, uh, can you I know, make a prediction? Can yeah, I make go a ahead. prediction on that? Go ahead. I don't think you're going to see real Odell Beckham movement until, and it might be after Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. It might, it might be after Thanksgiving. Can I, can I, can I make a prediction? Go ahead. Whenever there's movement, he's a cowboy. I think he's a cowboy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Uh, and I don't know where, where do you get, we, I guess we haven't made an official prediction. Where do you think he ends up? I think he, I think ultimately this ends with him being a cowboy. I think he ends up in Dallas too. I, I really do now, but I again, I, 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 I people are going to clip this and say, "Oh, yeah, this freak is, out." We're just telling you this is what tell, this is just our just a prediction that, and this is just me thinking out loud. I just right now I'm kind of getting a vibe that he's kind of finishing up some medical stuff, yeah, and it's going to be probably a couple weeks. And are you going to do anything during Thanksgiving? You know, could they sign him during Thanksgiving against the Giants? Hey, his. His family's down here. His family's in Dallas. Maybe he wants to spend Thanksgiving in Dallas. And, I just, I just, happens. I think we're, I think we're honestly a couple of weeks away from seeing real movement. How about I, I, I wouldn't doubt it, but I bet when we see movement, I bet he ends up with a star on his helmet. There's a there whole organizational push. All right, that does it for us. We'll talk to you guys again later this week.